Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's ya boy, John Harrington here, and after some technical difficulties, it's John Regan. John Regan, tell us what you did to break the stream. I don't know, but I <laughs> broke it. Okay, just say hey. It's fine, man. Hey. We've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. So uh, we are you know, live once again. Game that tune. Uh, only on Facebook and Twitch this week. No YouTube. So if you're seeing us on YouTube, tell Johnny what you did. And, uh, you know, because he, he doesn't think you should be seeing this. Uh, and if, uh, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we are going to do is we are going to listen to some video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. Winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode, plays their bonus tunes, and the winner last week was the fantastic Jesse Moore, and Jesse is going to tell us the theme for this week's episode. Uh, this week's game is Arcade Games. A theme that really doesn't require much further explanation, man. Fucking arcades. It's uh, yeah, Actually, it might. For our younger viewers, uh, arcades are yeah. a, a place that you used to go to play video games not inside your house or on your phone um yeah you would uh you would put a coin into a machine it would allow you to play uh usually for a few minutes depending on your level of skill uh in some cases you would uh get a high score you would you were competing to for points uh to get your initials three initials generally on a uh, leaderboard that was then wiped at the end of the night when the machines were turned off or unplugged. Um, so it was all for naught. But, uh, you know, it was about the fun, man. There was, there was fun times in the arcades. It's a, it was about glory and just trying a bunch of different games. And uh, I, think, uh, I think we're going to have some fond arcade memories on tonight's show. Uh, you know, there's, there's just such a wide variety of fucking games to choose from. Uh, games, I, I, did we establish that games previously used on the show were back in play, or you just said, like, you can use, uh, like, if you play the console version, it's, like, in play or something. I, I was trying to remember. Because, like, there, I, there are different, completely different soundtracks for some arcade games versus their console counterparts. I mean, if they're different, then I'm okay with that. Right. So, Johnny, it's fine if you want to admit it right now and play game one Street Fighter 2. Uh, that you selected. <laughs> I know you did it. Don't try to act like you didn't. That's the arcade soundboard for that fucking game. Sounds fantastic. You did it, didn't you, John? I I really wish I did because that the arcade version of that is so good. It is a fucking great soundtrack. But uh, no, I I don't think even Johnny could go that obvious. So uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's gonna Shut be a great up. show. <laughs> Got some great games with some great soundtracks, uh, some great arcade memories. Got a great fan request. And uh, let's do it, man. Let's uh, let's the four of us crowd around that uh, that you know four player beat 'em up cabinet. It's much harder to do as an adult. Let's all pop our quarters in there, 
Uh, I uh, I call fucking Michelangelo. Raphael. Donatello. Yeah. All right, Leonardo. We just find did Johnny Leonardo. Good for us. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man. Let's uh, let's get it going, man. Let's uh, let's start up with uh, game one. Game one. Johnny, I said you couldn't go as obvious as Street Fighter 2. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. Trivia for this game. Oh, trivia. I thought we were already to the point of guessing the game. After choosing your character, this game lets you choose between one of three stories, and it also allows you to choose which order you would like to fight bosses in.
Alright guys, let's see some answers. Um, everyone here wrote Mega Man Power Battle, which is, I think that's actually incorrect, guys. Let me double check. Let me double you check my exact title here. Asshole. This is Mega Man 2, The Power Fighters, the sequel to Mega Man Power Battle. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I specifically checked to see if Shadow Man and Heat Man were in Mega Man Power Battle 1 or 2, and they're both in 1. And 2. Are they both in two, too? I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, <sighs> the fact that you have, like, these two games, which are so similar and feature so similar <laughs> soundtracks, and you're... Tr uh, mm. you, you, you say this as if I know that the soundtrack to one is so similar to two. I have no idea. <laughs> so well, it's the Power Fighters? <laughs> It is, uh, yeah, Mega Man 2, The Power Fighters. Johnny, none of us got it right. Play that sound. Oh, yeah. Game over! <laughs> Not that one. Sound last week. That's, that's if you get disqualified from that game yeah. sound. Wrong sound, John. Do, do you, have you forgotten already the sound we established last week? Friends. God damn it, he has forgotten. This is crazy. I, I, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Can you play as Bubble Man in this game, John? No, you cannot play as Bubble Man. You can play as Mega Man, Base, um, Proto Man, or Duo. Yes. Because okay. apparently it's the fucking second one, and <laughs> Duo's in the second one. <laughs> I, I always. It, wanted one of these games where you could play as the bosses. Yeah, that yeah would I be thought dope. that was like the idea of this whole thing. Like a fighting game in which you could choose a bunch of characters, including the bosses. But no! It seems like it's really more like Boss Rush more than a fighting game, right? Because yeah, the, the fight is basically just a regular-ass boss fight is what it is. There's nothing right. in there that's like particularly fighting game about it. Like I don't think you can do things like have combos and blocks or anything, you know. You're just dodging and shooting just like any other Mega Man game. <laughs> I mean, they had they had better sprites. Um, they were a lot more colorful, there were a lot more animations. You had like more the Robot Masters had like more attacks. because um, I know like Centaur Man, like, in the original game, he would just kind of freeze you and then shoot you, but in this game, like, he gets a bow and arrow that he can do, he, like, teleports around, like, it's a lot more intricate, but yeah, in a lot of ways it is just kind of a boss rush, but they were still pretty cool games. They are pretty Very. neat, they've got the Mega Man 7 style, you know, characters, um, which... I don't know. I would have liked it probably a little more if it was if everybody was eight bit in a fighting game. Like I feel like that'd be really cool. Um, and they incorporate Mega Man Seven characters, you know. So it is it is kind of neat seeing the older characters get their sixteen bit sprite updates and yeah, all. I was gonna say, what do you think would play better in an arcade in nineteen ninety six? Eight bit Mega Man <laughs> arcade boss rush game or old eight bit Mega Man bosses getting a sixteen bit upgrade? <laughs> like. I mean, I know that option two is the one that really would play better, but I still would love, like, I don't know, maybe have a, a code you could punch it and hit, hit the buttons just right and everybody turns 8-bit and you get to play that way. That'd be, oh, man. 
That'd be so it's like good. the blood code in Mortal Kombat. You, you punch in the 8-bit code in Mega Man Power Fighters. And, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, see, I always thought these were pitched as like a fighting game. I mean, the Power Fighters. I thought that's what this was. Uh, weren't yeah, these it, it, is pitched as a, it is pitched as a fighting game. It just isn't. Like, <laughs> like, because like you, it's a fighting game. I like mean, Street Fighter is a fighting game. I bet a lot of people <laughs> say that about Smash Bros, and that really upsets me. <laughs> oh yeah, that is, that is upsetting. But look, um, this has like a coherent story, kind of. Like you get to play in one of three modes, right? You can do um, like beat up Wily, save, roll, or like oh, scavenge parts. It was interesting is <laughs> each of those each of those modes has different bosses that you fight, um, and then you get a whole like epilogue at the end based on what character you play as which i know that's kind of common in fighting games but it is that's <laughs> one of the most common elements of a fighting game is, you know, i was endings. gonna say like <laughs> there there's three different stories but really it's just three different what Mega Man game do you want to play because like one of the stories has you fighting like the bosses from two the other is like the bosses from seven and then there's one that i always thought was weird because you fought the bosses from like Three through six, like, what, like Mega Man Two gets a spotlight, Mega Man Seven gets a spotlight, and then everything else kind of all together. No oh, man, weren't these, uh, David? You might remember this. Were these included? This and the Power Battles in the uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection that came out back in the day for like GameCube and PS2. They were. I yes. remember playing these briefly and being like, oh. That's not really what I want to play. I, I'd rather just play old Mega Man games and uh, <laughs> never touching these again. Like uh, They yeah, are significantly like less a, appealing than just playing old Mega Man games. <laughs> I remember spending like a solid two to three hours going through both of these games. All wow. of the paths, all of the stories, like doing everything I could in these games. <laughs> Excuse me. And then yeah, being please. like, all right, I finished these. Right. Let's play Mega Man 4. See, <laughs> I, I remember maybe devoting a good 30 minutes. <laughs> like, and I, when I say remember, I mean, I don't remember it. Like, this, this may or may not have happened. Like, I, I think I just went back to playing, like, Mega Man 6. It's like, fuck all that noise. Um, but One thing yeah, I, I liked about this game are those epilogues at the end. I just dropped yeah. some screenshots in our Discord if you want to take a look. My favorite is one of Mega Man's endings has him having this existential crisis about what he's doing and if it's the right thing to do and it, is he a hypocrite? I like Where, it. Yeah. Am I as violent and evil as the more I as the man I oppose? Am I spreading war instead of stopping it? It's like, actually it reminds me of um the Archie Mega Man comics cuz they make a point to talk about like once they get to the story where he defeats all the robot masters and defeats Wily and everything, he deletes all of those weapons because he doesn't like being reminded of all of the robots that he has killed. So they actually give a reason of why you don't have all the weapons from the previous game in the next game. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, that next quote Johnny shared, that is, uh, man, what an inspiring fucking mantra. Sometimes <laughs> peace cannot be achieved unless those who spread war are destroyed. Uh, Thanks, Mega Man. That, wow. well, that's actually said by Dr. Light in that scene. That's good. Oh. Yeah. He's saying that too, Mega Bugger Man. Like, it's, you're right to have killed them. <laughs> I, I want to hear him read that in the Mega Man 8 voice. Yeah, Johnny, do the Mega Bugger Man 8 Bugger voice. Bugger. 
Do it. The Mega Man 8 Dr. Light voice. He doesn't Short remember parts, what that voice is. Sometimes peace cannot be achieved unless those who spread war are destroyed. Me Mega Man. <laughs> Mega Man. Mega I forgot. Yes. There's one screenshot I forgot to drop, which is the, the, the one of Mega Man saying, like, maybe I could have negotiated with the robots, which would be a very interesting game. Oh, man. Like a, an undertale of Mega Man. Like, you can you can nonviolently defeat all the bosses. Like, yeah. I would you, like, I make feel deals like that would just them. be... In the case of Mega Man, you'd be threatening them by brandishing, like, the weapon that can destroy them. It's like, yeah, hey, I got Shadow Blades, motherfucker. You want to talk? Or you want to <laughs> fucking, you want to die? Okay, fine. Yeah. Here's your would, spark shot. I sure would make the Proto Man a different band. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's, so wait, did I miss it? Is Proto Man in this? Yeah, you can play as Proto Man. Okay, cool. I, I couldn't remember if David said just bass and duo. No, uh, Mega Man, Proto Man, and bass were in the first game, and then duo gets added to the second. Word. Everybody loves duo. Am I right, folks? I don't know who that is. <laughs> is that the bird? No, that uh, duo the, is the giant, beat. like, alien robot from Mega Man 8 who comes to destroy, like, the evil alien robot that Wily repurposed. Mega Man 8 had a weird-ass story. Does he look kind of like uh, like Rosie from the Jetsons? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I think just Rosie from the Jetsons. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope I want her. He's, he's like destroyed those robots for you, Mr. J. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a big, burly robot with one giant hand and like a Russian hat. Okay, I you know I feel like isn't there you know like a uh, like a green robot with like red eyes and like cogs sticking out of his head? <laughs> oh uh, no, you're thinking of um Otto from Mega Man Seven. Yeah, who, like, okay, there you go. The shop. Yeah, Otto versus Duo. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, and you know, yes, Otto. I'm calling it. He, he's related to Rosie from the Jetsons. <laughs> so, I just uh, want a Mega Man now. game where Rosie is Mega Man instead. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that'd be bad at if we could get like a Mega Man game where you have to fight like instead of different themed robot masters, you have to fight various famous robots. So like you have to fuck up Rosie, Robbie the robot, Rob, fucking Maria from Metropolis. Like that'd be an awesome game, <laughs> Mr. Roboto. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I still want to replace Doctor Wily with Space Lead. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh God, that'd be good. <laughs> we must find Doctor Spacely. Uh, <laughs> Mega Man, you're fired. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, a Jetsons Mega Man crossover should have happened by now. Quite frankly, it's shameful that it hasn't happened. <laughs> I think. I mean, is it not obvious that the Jetsons is the thing to bridge the timelines between Mega Man and Mega Man X? <laughs> like, somewhere in between the, you know, the death of Dr. Light and the creation of the Maverick program is the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have it. It's gotta be in there. Uh, oh yep, so, cool. I just came up with the greatest idea I'm ever going to come up with. I think we can uh, show there. Yeah, exactly. John Calculated Computer. I mean, no, game two. <laughs> Not Calculated Computer. We all got fucked over by John, so nobody got a point. No. That's how John wins. He plays one game and ends the show. Yeah. 
No, so one last thing. It's the main. Oh, the main reason got I one last thing now. The the main reason I chose this game is I love these arrangements of the previous Mega Man soundtracks. They're, They're awesome. That is, that is awesome. an excellent reason to choose it. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. If, if all else fails, you fall back on great soundtrack on Game That too. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> game two. The characters in this game were named after uh, four um, athletes. Uh, let's see. They were named after Jose Canseco, uh, Ryan Sandberg, Roger Clemens, and Daryl Strawberry. Hit me.
How you guys feeling? Pretty I'm good. feeling very good. Oh, yeah, good, pretty good. excellent, actually. Awesome. Let me see those answers. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. We've got a triple play, Ninja Baseball Batman. This is uh, Ninja Baseball Batman, and no, I did not just have a stroke. Um, right. Good God. <laughs> yeah, this game is, is amazing. Um, I anyone... have not played it, but I have really, really wanted to for years. Like, this game looks amazing. It, it is. Uh, John, Johnny, you guys played this game? No, I've Man, heard of it. The, the arcade down the street had like five cabinets of this. It was that popular and widespread. But I never played it. Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, my mistake. <laughs> basically, you're ninja baseball players. Um, and, like, <laughs> so, like one of the characters holds the baseball bat like a sword, like, upside down. You know, the, the blade down, but the bat down. Um, you fight other, like, baseballs. Baseballs carrying baseball bats. Uh, baseball bats with baseball bats. Um... <laughs> You, there's a level where you're in a giant plane, and the final boss is uh, a, a, another plane that can like walk around on its tail and and uh, shoot stuff at you. And like the animation is great, and uh, it's just a weird, weird, crazy like Japanese vision of what the United States must be like. Like you fight like a a floating uh, baseball stadium at one point, and uh, <laughs> all sorts a whole of stadium. Fucking, yes, a whole stadium. It's fucking ridiculous. This game. I love it, man. Yeah, you can make a beat 'em up out of anything. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Are they, I uh, know they're they're ninjas and they're baseball players, but are they robots? I seem to remember them being robots. They're probably robots. They look like robots. Okay. Um, it's probably the only good thing to ever come out of baseball, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, well, that, there are, that there are cool moments. <laughs> hot take. Reasonably hot take. Yes, baseball is America's pastime. Uh, however, baseball Blech. does suck. Uh, but there are there are cool moments in sport. You gotta admit that. You know, like guys getting up and hitting you know big home runs and shit. You know, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa doing their thing. But like, no, by and large, baseball is fucking awful. So yes, Ninja Baseball Batman is probably amongst the top ten things related to baseball. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, a, it's like Babe Ruth, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa home run chase. Uh, the that, Bad News Bears. The Bad News Bears. That uh, that Gibson guy that came up and you know got the home run with the bad knees and did the fifth like the pumping his fist oh, yeah. uh, while he's rounding the bases. Oh, 
the Simpsons uh, episode with all the, the Simpsons players. episode, even though that technically that's softball, but they did use baseball players. Yeah. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s game for the Nintendo 64. True. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Period. Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. the person, uh, yeah, right down to yeah. his retirement when he took a nap in the dugout and then announced his retirement that same day. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty and, sweet. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a baller move. Like, oh, you caught me taking a nap? I retired from baseball. <laughs> like, <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Ninja Baseball Batman. <laughs> it's it's a short list. Uh, it's You know, baseball's just not that cool. But it would be more cool if there were robot ninjas swarming all over the place. Oh, uh, uh, I'll even give a, a tip of that to the Blurns Ball episode of Futurama. I find that very funny. Um, <laughs> Where do we put basketball? Is that related to baseball at all? It's adjacent, but different sport entirely. So, okay. you know, it's probably I'd, I'd give it like number twelve on the list, not top ten. Okay, I don't fair. know, man. How many other sports have real big fish, like that's as true. part of the sport? That's not a selling point for anybody but you, John. You in the fucking South Park or? guys. <laughs> Ugh, gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, I. So, Jesse, you have at some point played this? Yeah, I played it at MAGFest. Um, okay, pretty, word. Pretty That's sweet. a good place to play it. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, you know, it's so fucking cool. I just, you know, uh, I bought the, uh, this obviously isn't made by Capcom. This is made by IRAM, actually. Um, but uh, I bought the Capcom Beat-Em-Up Bundle on Switch uh, this year. And, you know, it's cool playing some of those, like, bizarre uh, beat-em-ups, like, uh, Fucking the one I can't think of the name of now, offhand. The robots. Uh, oh, yeah. um, I bet it was Battle Crisis. Probably. The one with like uh, the ostrich and the cat girl. Yeah, and uh, didn't Captain Commando have you controlling a baby in a mech suit? Yes. Yeah, so like shit like Captain <laughs> Commando and yeah, <laughs> and those other games. It's like, yeah, this is fucking crazy and fun and violent and just nonsense. And beat 'em ups are awesome. And it's like, what about uh, beat 'em up where you're bunch of baseball playing robots that beat up giant baseballs like fuck it <laughs> of course why not why wouldn't we play that <laughs> like uh you know it, it just takes all the self-seriousness out of uh out of the beat up genre like you know because final fight a little bit too serious you know a man's daughter has been kidnapped and the streets are overrun with crime gangs and, you know, it's like, yeah, how about we throw a couple of uh, robot baseballs in the mix? It's like, I'm listening. That sounds like a home <laughs> run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to clean up the streets of crime gangs and rescue your daughter? Or do you want to sock a few dingers? <laughs> dingers! Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, uh, yeah, man. God, what a, what a game. I love it. Um, I, you know, I wish there was. See, this is what I was anticipating about the arcade game episode well, is m not much to say about this. It just looks fucking cool. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to use my time as a PSA for uh, this anime that I finished recently called High Score Girl, and it's basically about this uh, boy growing up in uh, while playing in the arcades in Japan in the early '90s. And it's like really cool, like he's good at fighting games, and they talk about like the different uh, Street Fighter 2 releases, and like anytime they show like gameplay, they show legit gameplay on like the screen, so it's like weird anime, oh, cool. video games, and 
And there's a lot of cool, like, little video game lore stuff that's going on adjacent to the story. And and um, as he ages, you get to see, like, how, like, arcades age and stuff. And, like, you know, he's getting excited. He's like, oh, Virtual Fighter is coming out next week. It's one of the first uh, 3D fighters. And he's like, it's going to be totally different. And, like, he talks about, like, you know, people lining up for, to play the games and stuff and putting their quarters down and showing, like, the candy cabinets and it's... It's just a really, really entertaining anime, and and uh, you know, there's even with Disney Plus out, which is really cool so far. There's still some stuff on Netflix. Dope, man. I like it. So yeah. I always thought this was a Japanese-only arcade game. Did this come out in the United States? Oh, uh, Ninja Baseball Batman. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was released in the United States. It just what? It didn't make. I'm gonna need to see though. some receipts on that. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to prove it. <laughs> During its release in 1993, despite being one of the top arcade hits of Japan, while receiving good reviews from critics, when compared to the sales of other kits sold at the time, it sold po- poorly in the Far East and especially North America. So it did come out in America, just in a very limited, not generating sales release. I Only can't 40. Only 43 units are sold in North America. Wow, man. 43 is some fast data pull. That's impressive. I, you know, I don't even want to know where you got that information. Uh, <laughs> wash your hands, John. Um, I love this. Only 43 units sold in North America, making the game quite rare, especially in the U.S. You don't fucking say. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Hold like on. 50 think- states, 43 machines... Yeah, I'd say they it's pretty fine. common. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think someone know. bought it and was like, hey, Batman's not in this. What the See, hell? <laughs> that is, when I initially heard this without having seen any artwork for it, you know, this was like pre-Google image search days, I'm like, I'm sorry, did someone make a ninja baseball <laughs> arcade game starring Batman? <laughs> because that sounds fucking dope and <laughs> Japanese as shit like just straight ripping off characters from America and it's like no Shinobi? it's something weirder than that like okay <laughs> although to what be fair know? a ninja baseball player is exactly the type of person you would imagine robbing a bank in Gotham City oh yeah oh yeah. I was thinking a baseball game with Batman in it well, that, that's like, yeah, that's a, a baseball game in which you and you know your Batman and the teams are a bunch of ninjas, you know, like Batman going through the Ninja Baseball League, <laughs> like Ninja League <laughs> Baseball starring Batman, <laughs> kind of like the Nintendo sixty four game, you know, Major League Baseball featuring King Griffey Jr. Ninja League Baseball featuring Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't a comic story, but that sounds like a comic story that Dick Sprang drew. Like, that is a Batman story from 1957 if I have ever heard one. No, see, I think it's a Batman story from, like, 95, 96. Batman's dad gets killed, and instead of being a basketball player, he retires and goes into the baseball leagues to take out the ninjas that killed his dad. It's a big old Michael Jordan story, but starring Batman. Oh my god. I think you are once again confusing Batman with Michael Jordan. I've told you many times they're not the same guy. (laughs) They're both black. God, I love them. (laughs) That'd be such a better version, David. (laughs) A version of Space Jam, where starring (laughs) where Michael Jordan becomes Batman and plays baseball. 
Hey, we're he all just wears... Warner Brothers, Doc. <laughs> he just wears a baseball uh, Batman costume while he goes to plays baseball. Like, <laughs> but he's still six foot six and Michael Jordan, so it's very obvious what's happening. Like, <laughs> I love the idea of like, hey John, have you seen the new casting for the new Batman movie? Yeah, it's not Michael Jordan. What the fuck? Yeah, pretty disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, they got this Michael B. Jordan. What a piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I want Michael no initials, Jordan. <laughs> like, fuck your middle initial. God, a Michael Batman Jordan movie. in my movies. <laughs> a Batman movie starring Michael Jordan as Batman and Charles Barkley as the Joker. <laughs> no, okay, we can recast Batman with the <laughs> 90s basketball all-stars. <laughs> you know, like, just you know, pull up a photo of the 92 Dream Team and let's, let's go through I, the rogues gallery. Charles I feel Barkley. like Two-Face is Patrick Ewing. Dennis Rodman needs to be the Joker. Oh, yes. oh there you go. That makes yeah, sense. Great, he, he was not on the 92 Dream Team, but Charles Barkley, if anybody, is like Clayface. He's just a big fat ass. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, figure, you know, fucking... Shaq could be Croc. Yes. Yeah. Shaq would be Killer Croc. Um, I'm really I'm really trying to go on 92 Dream Team, though. So, uh, you know, Larry Bird would be the Scarecrow. Um... <laughs> You know, Magic Johnson would be Raza Ghoul because uh, he keeps dying of AIDS and coming back to life. <laughs> oh, what? Game three. What? Game three. Yeah, let's get Even out of here. Even the Lazarus Pit that cured his AIDS. Game, <laughs> game of three. We need a game over sound. Game three. It's a great idea. arcade version of this game features a, t- uh, a secret vehicle known as the Tiny Tannic.
All right, uh, who's got some answers? Sorry, I was still dreamcasting uh, Batman. <laughs> Sega dreamcasting? Right? Oh, everyone no, 92 Dream Hydro Team casting. <laughs> everyone, everyone wrote Hydro Thunder, and everyone is correct. This is Hydro Thunder, which, speaking of Dreamcasting, this was a launch title on the Dreamcast, as well as being an arcade game. Oh! It works out. So, yes, this is a uh, fan request from one of our, um... Oh, what are the tiers called where you get, uh... uh Patreon backer. Yeah, there's a specific name for his tier where... You know, the $10 a month tier where you get priority. Daniel Perky. So thank you, Daniel, for uh, submitting this game, Hydro Thunder. Uh, originally released in the arcades, later ported to Dreamcast, and then after that ported to um, Nintendo 64 and I think PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2. And uh, yeah, it is a boat racing game. And I was loving the Tiny Tanic. As soon as I learned about that, that's all I watch is videos of Tiny Tanic. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's a little speedboat Titanic. Now, when it's, you say like a boat racing game, is it like. Motor boats? Is it like motorized play boats? Is it like more it's like, like a, um, it's like rocket boats? Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, future speed boats with rockets, and one of them looks like a small Titanic. You know, and That's boats amazing. that are so silly that they would make you ask the question: If there are rockets on it, why is it still a boat? Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> well, because why I wasn't not just sure. I wanted to say like. Game. <laughs> It's like, it's a boat racing game. Okay, let's look at, like, a car racing game. Is it, like, Forza, or is it, like, F-Zero? Because those are two very different racing games. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, these are these are some fucking... These are some go-fast boats, is what these are. They, uh, they are fucking rocket fast. Uh, is, there a smuggling, is there a smuggling element to this game? Is there a track, like, a short track between Cuba and Miami? Ooh, you know, there really should have been. I feel like that would have added a new layer to the whole thing. Been fucking oh. cool. But no, so so real quick, I, I got one last thing about the Titanic, and then I promise I'll get off of it. So Titanic has, you know, the four smokestack things. The Tiny Tanic's rear smokestack is the booster. When you get a boost in this game, the, the, the smokestack, like, bends over to give, turn into a rocket booster. Nice. That's, that's amazing. Crush an Italian immigrant? <laughs> yes. I was going to say, the only way the tiny tannic would be better is if like you wiped out or crashed in something, and it would lift up and then split in half. It does seem to make like big boat horn sounds. Everybody else makes like future boat sounds or like big engine sounds. And now with the Titanic, you hear the big air horn, the like as you play. Uh. It should play now, clips of Celine Dion. <laughs> how many? <laughs> when you're boosting, it starts playing My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> how many, poor, how oh, many poor people die as you uh, race this thing? Right, that's a fair question. <laughs> well, I love with, the, if you're not playing as Tiny Tannic, very few, but I think with Tiny Tannic... It's the Tiny Tannic. I don't think there's people on it. It's tiny. <laughs> Right? Uh, it's like tiny oh, little people down there dancing in steerage. <laughs> I'm sorry, can we just go back to the idea of the Tiny Tannic's horn being Celine Dion hitting an F sharp? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea, but 
Johnny said he was gonna get off this subject, but no, Johnny. Women and children first. You're trapped on Tiny Tannic. This is all we're gonna talk about. Uh, <laughs> like, what a timely reference this was. Uh, there was this movie that came out back around the time that Hydro Thunder was released. Maybe you've heard of it. A movie called Titanic. Um, oh. Biggest movie of all time at the time. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. so it, it was It was like... Um, oh, God damn it. I keep wanting to say Airbender. That's not Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> it's like the, it's like no, the, the other Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> Uh, yes, these were the pre-Avatar days. Um, yeah, a, a movie, one of the most famous movies ever. One of the most seen single titties in history. Um, oh, yeah. Unquestionably. I, just, I love the idea of, like, oh, yeah, speaking of, like, topical, when this uh, when this movie came out, there was a little film, maybe you heard of it, A Night to Remember. <laughs> a Time to Kill with Samuel Jackson and Matthew McConaughey. Maybe you've heard of it doesn't factor into this story whatsoever but See, i was talking about a night to remember the 1958 disaster film about the titanic no 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 that didn't come out in the same year as hydro thunder <laughs> really uh, they didn't have uh, arcades in 1958 not with rocket boat racing <laughs> not with 3d graphics go in and play go and pop okay, a quarter in the air go in and pop a quarter of the arcade machine right after the sock hop go into the soda fountain Mm-hmm. God, I just... I'm trying to picture how, like, the, the 50s version of Hydro Thunder would be. <laughs> like, I think it's just called a boat. Like, it was, <laughs> like you just get in a boat. It, it would probably be called, like, boat drag racing. Exactly. James Dean's boat drag racing. <laughs> oh. Whoa. <laughs> uh, uh, Whoa, depending on when in the 50s that is, that's fine or, like, very dark. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, another thing about the reality of uh, go-fast boat racing, it's one of the most dangerous thing people do. <laughs> like, it's so goddamn dangerous. Like, these games are fun. You're driving rocket boats and flying all over the water. Uh, if you've watched, like, you know, I've watched maybe 15 minutes total of, uh, like, drag boat racing. Uh, and it was, you know, in that 15 minutes, a man lost a leg, like, on ESPN2. It was like, wow, that's, uh... There it goes. That's was really goddamn the, dangerous. Was it part of the not top 10? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's not going to the top 10. That's, uh, drag boat racing. If you don't keep all your limbs, it's uh, it's a big fail. Epic fail. Um, so no, I just real had talk, to... I mean, like, yeah, a guy like veered off course and crashed and then eventually I think either significantly compound fractures like or like lost it entirely. It's like I'm watching that with my dad, I'm like, is that common in drag boat racing? He's like, Yeah, it kinda is. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know how much time they penalize you for when you lose a limb. Like <laughs> do they add ten seconds? Do they add thirty seconds? <laughs> well he's st he still crossed the finish line. The problem is he just slammed into the concrete after. Like <laughs> It's, uh, Why would they put concrete after the fish line? It's a drag boat strip, man. Do you, uh, okay, I don't want to talk about drag boat racing. It's fucked up. Why not? Uh, but so, no, they, uh, they, make, <laughs> they make a big artificial you know, place where it won't be affected by wind or currents. So it's a big concrete oh. pool, essentially, for drag boat racing. And yeah, this guy slammed into the side of it going like 300 miles an hour in a boat. Oh my, oh my yeah. god. It's like, yeah, that's 
fucking dangerous. <laughs> like, I freak the fuck out when I'm in a sailboat going above like seven miles an hour. <laughs> I can't imagine going 300. Yeah. Like, Slow down, Dad. My hair is blowing. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I got a little mist on me. It's wet out here. <laughs> So I, I did Google when James Dean died, which is a phrase I never thought I'd have to say. And September 1955. It's like, yeah, he died in 1955. So uh, that 1958 <sighs> reference, kind of in poor taste. Uh -huh. Marty, we gotta go back to save James <laughs> Dean. Save James Dean. God. <laughs> it's about James Dean, Marty. <laughs> I love how like be done about James Dean. James Dean to the future. I love how every 1950s reference gets brought up on the show. It immediately goes to Back to the Future. Y well, yeah. 19, else. 1955 specifically. It's like, well, that's you know, man, they really should have ran into him, <laughs> or there should have been like just people mourning him on every corner. Like, I assume yeah. when I mean, you say they should have ran into him, you mean like bump into him in the street, not the DeLorean. Caused the what? crash that killed James Dean. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, okay. That either way, would be crazy. If the DeLorean <laughs> flew back in time to 1955 and interrupted a drag boat race featuring uh, James Dean, <laughs> except, and I hate, I'm gonna be a stickler here. They go back to November 5th, 1955, and James Dean died in September 1955. There is yeah. no way they would have met James whoa, Dean unless whoa, whoa, it was whoa. in a graveyard. Yeah, but don't <laughs> You know where this mall is? It used to be a graveyard, Marty. <laughs> the end of Back to the Future 2 said the lightning bolt hitting the DeLorean to his James Dean and bring it back. <laughs> I was a teenage Frankenstein James Dean. It's just Marty looking at his dad's gravestone, but then he fixes everything so it changes to James Dean. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Was it worth it? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, my dad's all right. James Dean, fuck him. His dad died in the 70s, though. Like, have you not seen these movies? Do you not know when things happen? The point is, the I gravestone. Love, <laughs> I love the idea of Doc Brown and Marty in the DeLorean going back to September of 1955, causing a hit and run. It's like, what the hell was that? Uh, nothing. We landed in November of 1955. <laughs> Stupid things on the fritz again. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I'm just picture it like through the big climax of Back to the Future. Doc Brown is just standing there looking at a gravestone waiting for it to change. Like, George McFly. James Dean. Like, it's all's right in the world. Back to the Future Part 2. The one he gets hit with lightning. Doc Brown goes back to 1885 and hits James Dean on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love all these As things. Happening through time. So uh, does, I mean, so Back does to the Future 4 really needs to involve the DeLorean being turned into a drag boat. Like, <laughs> that's what, that's all I'm saying. Oh, God. So I just that, to the future. Does that mean in this alternate universe where George McFly has died and Biff runs the town, James Dean is still alive doing, like, shitty B-movies? Oh, yes. Yeah. Gotta, I'm oh, sure yeah. of that. Gotta get to 88 knots. <laughs> <laughs> God, okay, see, yeah, now I'm just picturing what if they had a DeLorean tie-in to fucking Hydro Thunder and once you hit 88 miles per hour, you start leaving flame trails on the water. Like, it's a good idea. 
How is this physically possible? Because we're in a boat, Marty. Because we're driving a boat, Marty! I'm still doing the grumbly dog voice. Yeah, Hydro Thunder's cool. It's at the movie theater. Marty, don't you know? DeLoreans don't work on water. You gotta have power! Time boat. Oh, man. Next game. That topped it. Yep. Can't top that. Uh, before we thanks. move on, uh, before we move on, I got a point on Jesse's game, and it says zero on the scoreboard right now. Yeah. Oh, sorry, F John. Give me, you know, give I'm doing point. a real thorough job keeping up on the points tonight. <laughs> game four.
This is the third game in this series, despite it having the earliest year in its title. I do want to give a point of clarity about that trivia. When I say the earliest year, I mean the earliest year referenced in this series, not the earliest year in time. Oh, this, so this isn't year one, the video game the, about the cavemen and that bad movie? <laughs> Michael Sarah and Jack Black? Is that who That's the there? one! <laughs> Why do I know this? I've never even seen it. <sighs> I never even saw it either. It looks so bad. <laughs> see some answers so um John Regan drew the anarchy symbol <laughs> sadly incorrect um John Harrington says 1942 close but Jesse has the correct answer of 1941 counterattack. so yeah the original <laughs> So, uh, the original game in this series was 1942, and then they released 1943, The Battle of Midway, which is a really ironic game for a Japanese developer. And then they yes. released 1941, Counterattack. So, wait, who, who wins the, uh, 1943 game? <laughs> That's the weird thing is, you're still playing as the Americans, like... The, the final boss is, like, the Yamato battleship in the Pacific nice. Ocean. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why Capcom made a Battle of Midway game. Maybe they finally just copped to the fact that they were on the wrong side of that whole thing. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, guys. Bad, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like an American developer releasing, like, an action game titled Benedict Arnold. It's like, wow, that's... 
Hmm, really? Yeah, but... No. Japan was kind of on the wrong side of that thing. <laughs> so. In terms of, like, so... If American developer released a game about being Benedict Arnold today, it's, we're so far removed from that, right? I feel like a better a, a, a okay, better analogy so, would be a, like American developer releases a game called like North Vietnamese Soldier, you know, like yes, that's exactly. okay, yeah, a little that, closer, or like, something like a Southern developer releasing the Battle of Gettysburg. It's like no, this yes. was this was not a good battle for you. <laughs> what about? Any like uh, cowboy games where you're like gunning down Native Americans and stuff. Also, yeah, not, not yeah. a great look. You know, I'm trying to think of like uh, you know what famous did, American did developer. Germany, you know. Germany make Wolfenstein by chance? <laughs> no, but yeah. if they did, it would be comparable. Yeah, did Germany make Bionic Commando? Because <laughs> 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 yeah, that would have been pretty dope. Um, or you know, the but next anyway, Call of Duty. Call of Duty War of Northern Aggression. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> no uh, Mario too sound for that. Good night, everybody. <laughs> but anyway, this is 1941. <laughs> A game that will live in infamy. This game is... I loved the fuck out of this game. Because um, this was, as I said, this was the third game. Uh, this was the first game where your plane had, like, a health meter. Because before it was just kind of like, you got shot, you died. Um, in this game, you had, like, an actual vitality. You had a health bar. Oh, and I remember nice. this game, you could use... It was kind of like, you know how in Final Fight, if you had health, you could do, like, a special move and it just took away some of your health? This game had that. one of those... Where, like, you could give up a chunk of your vitality, like your life bar, and you would summon a giant lightning storm that would attack the enemies on screen. Sounds cool. Sounds like pretty, pretty faithful to World War II. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they definitely had a bunch of lightning cannons and shit, right? Well, cool. they did. But the CIA has covered that up and tried to keep that away from us all these years, but they actually do have the ability to control the weather. Yeah, see, Facts. and yet nobody wants to talk about the fact that Pearl Harbor was definitely attacked with an acid magnet. I've never heard the term acid magnet, but now I'm going to, like, do some research on this, because that sounds I'm fascinating. you never see it coming, man. Just zap, sizzle, acid magnet! I'm a WW2 truther. The whole thing was a huge conspiracy. Well, uh, I feel, forged I feel like, by lizard people. I do feel like Pearl Harbor Clintons. known about before <laughs> it happened. It probably, you know, they probably should have warned everybody a little bit more. It's just, you know, it's just manners at that point. But <laughs> they just needed a reason to get into the war. The whole thing was filmed in a sound on a soundstage in that child porn pizza place. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we're doing. <laughs> The whole World War II Pacific That's Theater. Different. There's a reason they call it Pacific Theater. It was a big Truman show. <laughs> yeah. You ever see those guys fly out of the Pacific Theater? No, because it was a giant dome that they were filming everything in. <laughs> and all the people were actors, except for one heroic man. <laughs> Harry Truman. <laughs> and he nuked that bitch and he was out. <laughs> 
So this is, uh, this is a great World War II history lesson. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things, like, I remember I, I played the fuck out of this game, and I distinctly remember because this this was one of the arcade games. There was a, a rotating collection at Bono's Pit Barbecue in San Augustine, yeah. Florida. They had a Street Fighter II machine. They had Akari Warriors. Um, and one of the games they had was 1941. And I remember playing the fuck out of this game. It's like, oh, it's a World War II game. But then I actually started playing. It was like, no, this is like some weird alternate, like, future diesel punk game because you're shooting lightning bolts. Your plane has lasers. Like, the, f- the bosses in this game are like massive, giant, flying plane fortresses. Like, this game's nuts. And I just... I really, really love this game, and I, I love all of the 1940 games, and I I think it's so weird because apparently 1942 was the first Capcom game that was so successful they could make a sequel, and everybody kind of forgets about these games. Like, when you think about Capcom, you think about, like, Mega Man and Street Fighter and Resident Evil and all that. It's like, Ghouls and Ghosts. In, ghouls and Ghosts. Like, I the most never beloved series. Think of that game. <laughs> But I mean, like, back in the day, Capcom made some badass 2D shooters. Like, you had the yeah. 1942 games, you had Commando, Gunsmoke, fucking Legendary Wings. Like, Capcom made some awesome shooters, but for some reason, everybody forgets about those. Which I think is a shame. Like, more people... And that's why, like, as soon as the theme of arcade games, like... Hell yeah! Let's talk about some 2D shooters, because if there's any genre tied to an arcade, it's a 2D shooter. Yeah, it kind of is. You know, they are, uh... It's kind of like the forgotten thing of arcades. Like, I was thinking, like, man, this game, you know, we're going to choose, like, all fighting games or some shit, and, you know, it's just going to be no surprises, and it's like, actually, no. You know, there's plenty of genres represented in the arcade, and, like... I, I feel like, yeah, like, top-down shooters, you know, I was, I was thinking about, you know, I know uh, there are side-scrolling shooters uh, in arcades, but I feel like a top-down shooter, especially in, like, the, you know, late 80s, early 90s, like, the bullet hell top-down, like, big fucking blasts, like, that was really hitting its stride, and it looked fucking awesome, and they were a lot of fun to play. <laughs> so I, I feel I like them. this is one of those rare moments where I feel like the bigger gamer than everybody else, because you keep calling them top-down shooters and 2D shooters, and last I checked, they're called shmups, gentlemen. Shoot 'em ups shmups. A lot of people the, don't like that terminology. Yeah. Well, oh. Oh, am I, am, I, am I the one that's actually out of touch on this one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah what a fucking reductive thing to say, Chad. I mean, to be fair, shmup is a term. Um, I was just saying top-down shooter to differentiate from the side-scrolling shooters like yeah. Defender or UN Squadron. Right, or, you know, or fucking... Uh, like Thunder Force and shit. I mean, seriously, like... It's- What's wrong, with the, what's wrong with saying vertical scrolling shooter versus horizontal <laughs> scrolling shooter, which is literally what I was just talking about? Is shmup like a faux pas thing? Like, is that like. It's a pejorative kind of racist? Ah, oh, Jesus, I, I mean, know to that. be fair, like, shmup is a term. Some people think it's an annoying term, but shmup is absolutely <laughs> a term. I was just differentiating top down shooter as opposed to 
vert or um, horizontal shooter, and then you can get into scrolling shooters versus single screen shooters like Space Invaders or Galaga. Like, you want to sit here and talk about the taxonomy of shooting games in arcades? I will discuss this. You come into so, my house and challenge me, motherfucker. By some people think it's an annoying term, do you mean most people think it's an annoying term? Is that, is that what that really means? <laughs> no, it just I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know people. most people. I don't have a problem. Maybe others do. It was a weird flex because, you know, uh, like I said, you know, I was <laughs> saying that, like, arcades were a good time for this, like, the top-down, you know, vertical scrolling shooter, not so much the horizontal shooter as far as I could remember. And, you know... You know, I'm just trying to think of like the shittiest analogy possible. So it's like we're having a conversation. I'm like, you know, cheddar is you know pretty tasty, <laughs> but I, you know, I also like mozzarella, but not so much. And you're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's crazy that you're talking cheddar and mozzarella because I just call them cheese. That's and not cheddar. That's some common bitch, John. I'm just saying, but like, you're like, they're called shmups. It's like, I was literally talking about subcategories of shmups, you fucking dick. Like, what's wrong with you? I mean, what John, a weird you, flex. I mean, John, to be fair, if you want to flex on us, if you want to talk about games, like, by all means, you Uh-oh. are clearly the superior gamer to this. But um, I just want to take a quick tangent to discuss the game that you brought to the show. Hey, when you beat Gutsman and Mega Man and the Power Fighters, what weapon do you get? Oh, you know, Guts Throw. <laughs> you heard about your Guts Throw, but the other guy. Man, you idiot, you get all up in them guts. See, that's the interesting thing is, in the original Mega Man games, you get the super armor where you can pick up blocks and throw them, but you don't have those blocks in that game, so you shoot giant rocks at people. But you would know that if you played that game, wouldn't you, Johnny? <laughs> oh, man. I'm never I mean, hey, ever again. He, he did already say that he only picked his game for the great soundtrack. So we gotta we gotta ease off him for that. He, can, he copped to that. But... Weird flex, John. Like, what a weird time <laughs> to try and flex on us. Like, uh, yeah, just fascinating. You know, I was thinking about it, David, as we were talking about all this bullshit with John. Uh, do you think, perhaps, that Japan, you know, Capcom made these games and made you play as the American perspective because you're one little underdog playing and they got to make it seem like Japan had the might of these mighty, crazy-ass airships that could cause, like, bullet hell situations? Like... Could this I mean, maybe true. be a secret flex for Japan? Like, we can't believe I, we lost. I mean, you know, now that you say that, that's true. Because I was sitting there, I was like, looking back at it, like, yeah, this is a Japanese game. Why would you play as the American pilot? And then I remember, like, when the clouds part and the giant flying fortress comes at you, it was like, no, that is definitely a big dick move. On Japan's heart, <laughs> swinging the Japan flag back and forth. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man, yeah, they think pretty highly of themselves. I'm gonna have to shoot them down and spend lots of money doing it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, <laughs> these were arcade, good, man. <laughs> the, these were arcade games, so like, they were unfair and they would kill you. So you had to spend a lot of quarters. So definitely, it's like, yeah, you're the American hero to save the day. But we will program the game to make sure that you never save the day. Yeah, bingo. It's uh, it's interesting, man. They crafted a David and Goliath story as true as the Bible itself, and uh, you know it's up to us in America to to win the day. Um, but what a That's game, my favorite man! Favorite part of the Bible is World War Two. <laughs> 
haven't read any Bibles since that new American version that came out a couple of months ago. And, uh, yeah. It was, yeah. It's the best book of the Bible. Uh, the book, John, the book of Patton. My favorite book. <laughs> John, when you're, when you're editing this episode, please cut out the clip of that's my favorite part of the Bible, World War II. You got it, <laughs> David, um, anything else on 1941 Counterattack? <laughs> no, again, I just really wanted to put this game because I love <laughs> these games. And, like, yeah, Capcom made some badass shooters. Yeah, they respect. did, man. Respect. Top-down, top-down shooters are fucking dope. Show some respect, man. And <laughs> next, uh, John? next wedding I'm in, I'm reading a letter from Patton's. <laughs> like, <laughs> Please do, John. I would love to hear that. Um, and yeah, let's uh, let's keep it going, man. What do we uh, What do we got? Game five. Alright fellas, so this game, despite its title, has zero references to food apart from an image on its title and high score screen.
All right, guys. I'm sure you're all feeling fantastic about this. Yes. Guess what, baby? Even if you Google this, there is not a fucking Wikipedia page for this. You can't find this game. Oh, Jesse, that's the best guess. That's right. David <laughs> says food fight. He's incorrect. John Regan says eggs. He's incorrect. Jesse says Polybius. Also incorrect. No, guys, this is a exceedingly rare, fucking absurdly titled game that I quite frankly can't even believe exists. Um, Ninja game... Baseball Batman. <laughs> Ninja Baseball Breadman. Um, oh. <laughs> no. The, I can't, it, it's hard for me to even say the name of this game. It's Olive Garden. It's it's nonsense, man. It's utter nonsense. This is a top-down vertical scrolling shooter. You might call it a shmup. And the name of this game is Hot Dog Storm. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Is that a dick reference? That's what I call my penis. No, it's not. Is that is that Twister but with hot dogs? I mean, see, you know, st let Is the that speculation Twister, begin. With dicks? Yeah. <laughs> Dick Twister? I'm not into that. <laughs> uh, uh, no, this is Hot Dog Storm, a perfectly normal, you know, arcade vertical scrolling shooter uh, that for some reason, I have to assume, out of the strange like, relationship of Japanese developers to America, is called Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> uh, the opening cinematic does nothing to tell you why this is called Hot Dog Storm. You are a like a plane, like a, a ship flying through space, and then you're gar uh, guarded by space. two. Thank you. Two uh, like armored mech suits. And then they face the camera and start firing, and there's bullets and explosions going all over the place. And then, chapoo, chapoo, cuckoo, hot dog storm. <laughs> <laughs> and the title screen and high score screen do have an emblem on it of a hot dog, which, frankly, I think we need to repurpose for new game that tunes stickers and t-shirts, because this hot dog emblem... Uh, you know, it's Johnny. If if you can find that and throw it in the chat, I'd appreciate. It. Just you know, Google like hot dog storm logo or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's just a vertical scrolling shooter, and you know, you're uh, you're playing as a like I said, a plane, and uh, you can get power ups, you know, in the form of you know the little pills like you would get in vertical scrolling shooters, and you can collect lightning bolts from shit you blow up. And you can be joined and flanked by, like, two little robot companions that shoot lasers or different things, depending on the things you pick up. And there's some cool shit. I mean, this came out in, like, 96, so it's, you know, it's one of those great-looking arcade vertical scrolling shooters with the fast bullets and, you know, uh, the things that I've seen of it. You're, like, fighting, like, giant mech suits. They come up, like, there's some good sprite scaling, like, they come up out of the water or, like, you know, come in from different ways. It's a really cool-looking game with very little to actually say about it. <laughs> like, it's a completely nondescript arcade vertical scrolling shooter called Hot Dog Storm. I cannot stress this enough, gentlemen. Like, I love so. the idea that if you if you look this game up on Giant Bomb, 
and you read the overview, the very first sentence is, Hot Dog Storm plays like any typical vertical scrolling shoot 'em up from the early to mid 90s. It's like they're trying to emphasize how normal this game is when yep. you read the title Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so you wrote it. Next 4th of July, I'm going to enter the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest and I'm not going to enter as John Regan. Go on. I'm entering as Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> Please tell me you're going to do that dressed as Storm from the X-Men. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Oh, Storm from the X-Men is covered in relish. <laughs> New episode title. Mustard. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I will take, uh, take any and all questions as to the content of this game uh, or any suggestions as to what the plot of a vertical scrolling shooter where a ship fights giant robots called Hot Dog Storm any suggestions as to how this came to be like what is the story of hot dog storm go well what are the toppings on this hot dog on the title screen i'm trying to figure this out that's actually a fair question because it looks like it's got mustard and ketchup and perhaps lettuce like sod i mean um. i would i would i would assume that's supposed to be relish but i'm not sure I mean, yes, based on my knowledge of hot dogs, it should be relish, but d it does also appear to be covered in grass trimmings. Um, so, Jesse, you're a lawn guy. If you're looking at that, that logo, uh, you know, is it a little, a little yard dog? Is that what it is? It does look like it could be uh, St. Augustine grass, which is yes. really good, like, shade resistant. Right, exactly, which would really be good if you left your hot dog out in the sun. <laughs> 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 Is, is that the secret? And it like making sun tea, where you just set it out on a porch. You just make sun hot dogs. <laughs> making sun dogs. <laughs> God. <Ugh>. Um. <laughs> so sun tea, fine. Sun chips, fine. Sun dogs. Ugh. Is that how you make sun chips? You just, <laughs> you just, you, you just slice up a potato and then leave it on your grandma's <laughs> back porch all afternoon. That's how I make them, is that not right? Fuck. I'm pretty sure that's how this game was made. Someone wheeled an arcade cabinet out into the sun and just left it there. Like, one of those good, like, Neo Geo vertical scrolling shooter arcade games. And when they came back, it had, it had morphed into Hot Dog Storm. Um, <laughs> no, I have no idea, seriously, what this game is. I, I chose it because, you know, so here's my process for, you know, this uh, this episode. I You know, I'm kind of a basic arcade bitch. I played a lot of fighting games, you know, and don't have a whole lot of memories of vertical scrolling shooters. Uh, I thought about using Raiden, because, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of a... That's a classic. That's a classic. Uh, and then I was like, okay, well, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go to some of my usual haunts to look up uh, video game music. I went to VGM Rips. Uh, shout out to them for their fantastic selection of tracks. And yeah, I was scrolling. You can literally just click on system arcade machine. And so it's like, all right, let's just scroll through arcade machine. What do we have here? And, uh, you know, if you scroll long enough, it's like, you know, let's see. Actually, no, that's, uh, that's the problem. It's, it's not if you scroll long front. enough. If you click on arcade machine, it's hyper dual. Blazion, and then the third entry is Hot Dog Storm, and that's where my dumbass just got derailed. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's crazy, John. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> like, I went to VGM Rips, I clicked Arcade, 
and I saw Hot Dog Storm, and I and I thought very hard about using it. Goddamn! If we had if this episode had come and gone, and we both chose Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> I love the oh, idea. Oh, like, been mortified. What, what game soundtracks are listed under arcade? Hot Dog Storm. Well, I'm fucking sold. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm even overselling how much I had to look. So yeah, like I said, arcade system. Hyper Duel plays you on third entry, Hot Dog Storm. Well, I can keep scrolling and like, yeah, you get a guilty conscience when you scroll past Hot Dog Storm. Like, no, go back, go back. You had it right the third time. It was Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Uh, it's, uh, it's fucking crazy that this, I mean, it could just be a bland-ass shooter. If it just, I mean, you know, uh, I'm just going to hand it off to you guys. Uh, John, give me a name of a fucking arcade vertical scrolling shooter in which you're fighting giant robots. Go. Uh, legendary Wings. I don't mean a real one. I mean make one up that's better than Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Radical Relish. You're really fixated on hot dogs, aren't you? David, make up, a, make up a name for this game that's not involving hot dogs. Blast X 2049. See? Done. Jesse, what do you got? Uh, Laser Power 623. Right. Yeah, I was thinking like Valiant Battle. I mean, seriously, it, you know, it's not that hard to just come up with something that doesn't say hot dog store. <laughs> like it's, Hamburger yeah. Nor'easter. <laughs> God damn it, John. <laughs> Say, I love Taco the idea. Tsunami. <laughs> Sloppy <laughs> Joes. <laughs> I love the idea of a team. It's like, okay, we got this game. We need to make it. Dude, it's like 1230. I'm hungry. No, we need to name this game. Fine. Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm getting lunch. Sushi exactly. Sandstorm. L- literally, the word storm is fine. Keep storm. Just don't do hot dog. <laughs> Laser Pizza storm. storm. Eh, it's a little basic. Bullet storm. No, that'll be a thing in a few Pizza years. storm. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Death storm. Lightning storm. Uh, fuck it, I'm hungry. Hot dog Fajita storm. Fajita storm. There's <laughs> <laughs> like one guy in the boardroom that just keeps saying. Every, every restaurant should have a storm item on its menu. Like, if you go to Chili's, there should be a fajita storm. You go to Applebee's, there should be an apple storm. You go to, what? you know, <laughs> you go to Burger Okay, King, John, I'm going to interrupt storm. you right now. You do realize that Applebee's doesn't serve Sucks. apples, right? <laughs> or bees. Uh, oh. <laughs> bee storm would be a good one if you were just playing as bees. Because that's a thing. Bumble. You're not even playing as a hot dog. (laughs) There's no hot dogs in this game. This isn't like Ninja Baseball Batman. It's not that literal. There's there's nothing like that. It's like that's and that's the other thing I clicked on. I'm like, well, hot dog storm. Surely that's an arcade game in which you're playing as a hot dog. (laughs) Like, oh no, it's a normal ass vertical scrolling shooter. (laughs) Sold. I would give this 50 cents. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so that's Hot Dog Storm. I mean, like, there's there's really not much to say about it. It's, it is what it is, guys. It's a game that did exist. And it's got a cool soundtrack. That's really the reason I fell back on it. It's like, 
if you click on hot dog, yeah, you know, the other thought I had was like clicking on it's like, well, this is probably going to be like some some basic old school like twin B type, you know, beepity beep basic ass video game music, and then it's like, whoa, actually, this is good. <laughs> like, why why does Hot Dog Storm have a soundtrack that straight up fucks? Like, did anybody tell them that they didn't try on any other aspect of the game? And the composers, they're just like, I got it. I'm ready, man. You, know, you guys said you oh, wanted that. Oh, is this a uh, Tim Fong game? Is that what this is? <laughs> it's one of that sick ass vertical scrolling shooter game. Uh, actually, it's just going to be Hot Dog Storm now. It's like, well, I'm not undoing my work. Here, take it. <laughs> Yeah, it's yours. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I wonder um, if there's ever a point where a video game composer is like, wow, I made a soundtrack so much better than the game you just told me about. It's like, oh, I've got this like awesome sick soundtrack. It's for a game called Hot Dog Storm. Well, I need to scrap that and put yeah. in like a half-ass effort. Yeah, sorry, no, I, yeah, exactly. I, I need to put this on my resume. Can we call that something else? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not going to get hired <laughs> I'm the credited composer on Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> what are you talking about? That is, like, <laughs> I would be so happy to put something called Hot Dog Storm on my resume. I don't care what the context is, whether it's me being a composer for a game or just, I don't know, one time I ate a lot of hot dogs and I put it on my resume called it the Hot Dog Storm. Either way, like, that is, you, you are getting a callback no matter what if you put Hot Dog Storm on your resume. Mm, this See, is why John, this you is haven't why been allowed to hire anybody. you're not the HR department of your company. It's like, <laughs> yep. this guy put Hot Dog Storm on his resume. Hire him. Hire but him. he doesn't have any experience. I said hire him. We'll teach him. He yeah. was experienced enough to put Hot Dog Storm down. <laughs> it's very confident. <laughs> so, this guy knows what he's doing. That's this the thing. Fucks. I mean, quite frankly, if you're going to call your shooter game Hot Dog Storm, it needs to be something fucking, like, balls-to-the-wall crazy and awesome, like, or broken and unplayable, you know, along the Tim <laughs> Fallon lines. Like, it needs to be Silver Surfer broken or the greatest shooter, like, shoot 'em up of all... Uh, sorry. Greatest shmup <laughs> of all time. Uh, so, like, just to be legendary. Like, yeah, you guys ever play Hot Dog Storm? No, I passed by that in the arcade a number of times, and I never once played it. It's like, you know, it's actually the greatest video game that was ever made, right? Like, no, I, I never would have thought that. It's, it's basically the Citizen Kane of video games. <laughs> what is Hot Dog Storm? It's uh, basically the, the rosebud of video games. So. Yeah, it's just they sneak it in there, man. It's the greatest game of all time in a very unsuspecting package. Like, you know, you think it's going to say, you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No, 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 no. Greatest game of all time. Hot Dog Storm. That's what it is. Like, I have a, like a game with some opening cinematic where somebody just says Hot Dog Storm with no explanation. You spend the trying to figure out what the fuck it's about. That's all. See, that's all I would have needed for the opening cinematic. Like I said, it's just planes flying and, like, mech suits joining them. If it, you know, if the plane flew towards the camera and it panned in to a face, and the face just looked right at the camera and said, "Hot dog storm," <laughs> it's like, sold. <laughs> like at the end, at the end of the game, you find out that it was just his favorite brand of hot dogs, <laughs> Storm brand hot dogs. So uh, say it's, no, it pans say, to the like, camera, it shows a face, but it's got to be like a PS One Polygon Man style face. Yes, God, it's it's the sequel to Zero Wing, and this, you know, <laughs> game just had a serious translation issue, <laughs> but only for the words "hot dog storm" because there's no other dialogue or any story whatsoever. <laughs> like, 
Just All picture your hot it. dogs are belong to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make your time. Hot dog store. <laughs> like, hmm. You have yeah, someone set us up the wiener. <laughs> Threw this wiener in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> someone set us up the dog. Uh, take, take off every grill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just redo Zero Wing with more hot dog references and call it a day. <laughs> uh, take off every Frank uh, <laughs> for a great mustard. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, are we, uh, shit. So, answer me this. Please. Do you think this is a, either a prequel or a sequel to Burger Time? Well, I mean, it came out in 96, so prequel mania hadn't really hit yet, like, you know. Well, I, feel like I think really the, the question turns into what is the superior item hot dogs or burgers like what comes first a hot dog or a burger i don't know if we have time for that because yeah wow that's pretty heated i mean yeah it's grilled perfectly uh i'm gonna say prequel see yeah like well that's the thing i mean you know i always put if we're talking like you know what order do you put a thing and like eat it like you, you get both off the grill at the 4th of July, and you, you dress them at the same time, and then it's just it's just eater's choice at that point. I mean, like, you know, it, it depends on, how, like, what kind of free hand situation you got going. Are you, you know, I, I don't know, man. Hot dogs are fucking great. Are you, you know. double fisting hot dog in one hand, burger in the other? Uh, from time to time, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it depends on if I have a place to set my plate. If I have to hold the plate, then that's when the you know the hot dog's choice really comes into play. But uh, yeah, wait, 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 wait. You make a plate with one hot dog and one hamburger. Usually at a girl, I'm trying to figure out how to eat between my three burgers and one hand and my two hot dogs in the other. See, yeah, Jen, that's you know that's why you're all fucked up. <laughs> I, I go one at what? a time. I I get a hot dog, I get a burger, I fill the rest of the plate with sides. And then I decide what else, to, you know, what I'm going to eat first. And it all depends on whether or not I can, uh, you know, it, it comes down to whether or not I can set the plate down and consume both meat items at the same time. Yeah, it, for me, it depends on how many toppings they have available because each, each meat product gets one topping, right? So if you have ketchup, mustard, relish, that's three burgers minimum because I don't, I don't mix my toppings. See, I don't want to go with this. That's why you're all fucked up, John. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ate entirely too much beef because you didn't realize you could fucking combine toppings on one meat item. And, you know, that's the real hot dog storm, is eating all those goddamn hot dogs with one <laughs> topping apiece. Oh, you so fool. many nitrates. <laughs> what a fool. Um, that time I got gout uh, at 30. Official, <laughs> official motion to... Ep- name the episode title Meat Item. <laughs> I mean, double fisting meat item, yes. Uh, you know, could be talking about burgers, could be talking about something else. Um, so yeah, my question was, do like we uh, do we bring this bitch to the calculating computer, or do we, uh, do we do a bonus game to try and decide tonight's episode?
Arcade, so for this bonus game, uh, this fantastic arcade game was eventually ported to the Wii under a different name with all elements of its original license removed. How's everybody feeling? Pretty good. Good. Hot dog storm good? Yeah. Hot dog storm! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta work on that believable yelling, John. That's uh, unimpressive. Hot dog storm! <laughs> Your wife's out of town. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we did a bonus game to clarify the situation. David says Ghost Squad, which is incorrect. Jesse says Hot Dog Storm 2, which is also incorrect. And John Regan drew a hot dog. <laughs> Sadly, incorrect. No, I literally fucking teased this out on the last episode. Uh, this is the Fast and the Furious, the arcade game. <laughs> Okay, A, there was a Fast and the Furious arcade game, and B, there was a Fast and the Furious arcade game that got ported to Wii? Yeah, uh, so, you know, we could burn through this because no one gives a fuck about this. Uh, so the Fast... Can <laughs> no, not that fast! <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, please, the hot dog storm's only barely on the horizon. We got, we got time, we can escape this thing. Um, yeah, so, no, the Fast and the Furious arcade game is dope. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You sit in the arcade cabinet, you drive the car, you choose Dom and his charger. Uh, you know, it's great. He plays Vin Diesel driving a big black car. It's dope. Uh, apparently, it's done well enough in arcades that sometime in the you know early mid two thousands, Midway, the publisher of this, was like, "Yeah, we're gonna fucking we're gonna make a franchise. It's gonna be the Fast and the Furious racing game franchise." And then they lost the license. <laughs> it's like, oh, um. Okay, well, we're gonna revert this back to another one of our franchises, and this was ported to the Wii as Cruisin'. Like Cruisin' USA Cruisin'? Much like Cruisin' USA Cruisin', except this was the Fast and the Furious, <laughs> but without anything resembling the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> uh, so they took the Fast and the Furious arcade, which was essentially already a Cruisin' USA clone, but with Vin Diesel's bald-ass head. 
Uh, and then they ported it forward to the Wii. And then they lost the Fast and the Furious license. So they just called it Cruising again. And no one cared. Uh, the Wii, see, the Wii I, game Cruising um, got, uh, uh, let's see, Eurogamer gave it a 1 out of 10. GameSpot oh. gave it a 2.5. Games Radar gave it a 1 star out of 5. IGN, uh, 3 out of 10. And VideoGamer.com, 2 out of 10. Like, it's uh, oof. Oof on cruising. See, mm. I'm I'm kind of upset because I did a Google search. I searched my memory banks of arcade ports for the Wii, and I saw cruising, and I immediately assumed it was like cruising USA. Like I had no idea this could possibly be a Fast and the Furious game. Right? No, I, I was surprised to learn that because there's very little to learn about this game. It's an arcade version of the Fast and the Furious. Again, you sit in the car. You press the buttons to change the tunes. You drive Vin Diesel's Charger with the big engine block. There, I mean, there's not much to it. And then it's like, oh, actually, they lost the license and they still tried to move it to Wii. It's like, that's fucking hilarious. Good for them. <laughs> fucking midway. What a joke. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are some times where losing a video game license results in classic games. Donkey Kong, for example. But then you have examples where it doesn't lead to shit. Yes. Hot Dog Storm, for example. <laughs> no, I'm if not going to If only they had gotten the Burger Time license. <laughs> if only that had the... God, I, you know, I was trying to think... Of, you know, if only that had the Pacific Rim license. You know, <laughs> numerous years before that movie was the thing. Um... Again, how, hot, dog how would you uh, hot dog storm, you're fighting giant robots. There's a vague connection. Uh, I was about to say, it's like, how do you make a scrolling shooter out of Pacific Rim? Giant robots. <laughs> yeah, but you're, like, scrolling shooting them, not beating up monsters. That's a, yeah, that's a proper hot dog storm. Not for me. Yeah, <laughs> I just say the nonsense. I don't have to back it up. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's Fast and Furious. It's dope. Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's based on the first movie, but hey, guys, there's vehicles from the second movie. Can you believe it? <laughs> Jeez, I, I hope Tyrese got fired for that blunder. Um, <laughs> he didn't. Oh, oh, it's not. Oh, it's not. It's not like like the Naboo starfighter in Star Wars. You know, Rogue Squadron. This no, is kind of a mistake. No. It was. Yeah, uh. I mean, it's just a. You know, we got to put out what we got. And uh, <laughs> like we oh, we can see, leave no car unturned. Yeah, they, see, I would assume that they would they would intentionally put in vehicles from the second movie, knowing that the Wii fan base was so large that that's how they would hype up the second Fast and the Furious movie. I mean, it's just crazy to me that like this game, it's you know, it's not an arcade mainstay. But it's it's in a, enough arcades that I've played it several times over the years, and it's fun. It's you know it's more fun if you're playing head to head with somebody. If you're playing one player, it's it is just cruising USA. Uh, but like, they obviously had no idea what they had on their hands with the Fast and Furious franchise at that point. Like, this was this game came out originally in 2004, so there were only two Fast and Furious movies so far, and it's like, all right, you got your Point Break remake. And you get your bullshit ass Too Fast, Too Furious, one of the most sillily titled movies of all time. <laughs> uh, you know, Tyree sucks. And, you know, okay, so we're still going to make this, though. We got we got our Fast and the Furious game. Put it out. 
you know, it like it's almost if they could have kept the franchise going, I could see this being a lot of fun. Like this could have just overtaken Need for Speed, or like some other crazy fucking car racing game. Because the Fast and Furious movies are so fucking crazy now. Like it mm. would be a blast to play that. Like you've got to drive your car out of a skyscraper in Abu Dhabi. And like you know, now the Rock is in the game. Like. You know, it sucks that this all got lost to shitty mid-2000s licensing deals because the franchise itself, the movies, went fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But, yeah, it is what it is. It's it's the Fast and the Furious. Um, I don't know what to say about it. I thought thought people would get this bonus game right. I thought it would clarify the scoring situation in some way. It, uh, It didn't. I don't see a situation... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No situation whatsoever. And uh, so, that, you know, that's it, Johnny. Let's take it to the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space. Beeps. A dark star. Scoring complete. <laughs> this game's winner is. David Fleming. What? Yeah, man. He got... How? Uh, the well, most I points without did. having set the theme for the current episode. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, that's not my problem. I know. <laughs> Jesse it's, won last week, and then uh, David's the only one that uploaded bonus tunes. <laughs> that's also a qualifier. So, yes. <laughs> say, that's yeah. that's my secret weapon. I'm prepared for next week. <laughs> I prepare for the show properly. <laughs> so yes, uh, you know David peeled the mat back and exposed the wood underneath, and Jesse went for your big finisher by scoring the most points, but you land on your goddamn face. It's a wrestling reference for anybody that didn't watch AEW, uh, you know, fucking full gear. So David, you're the winner. You're the John Moxley of uh, Game That Tune, and uh, I don't what? understand that reference, but I accept that. I I fully intend to lean into that character all the way. You know, David Moxley, the winner of tonight's episode of Game That Tune. <laughs> what do you have in mind for our next episode? Well, you know, it's November. We're getting close to Thanksgiving. Talk about a time of giving. It's the time of harvest. So I'm looking at games where you collect stuff. Intriguing. Not games where you harvest things? Underneath a moon, perhaps? I mean, if you want to go that route, by all means. So just games with collectibles. So almost games every with game collectibles. ever. Well, I mean, like, it has to be a, a, a part of the game. Like, not just some random whatever, like, oh, I can pick up this. I was like, no, like, maybe it's the main quest, maybe it's a side quest, but at some point in the game, you have to collect something. Hmm. I'm intrigued by your idea, David. It seems very broad and yet well, difficult like, you don't, to pin down. You don't have to. You don't like this game, so you don't have to collect the thing. Like in Super Mario Brothers, you don't have to collect coins to get one-ups. You know, like so. I think that's kind of where the line gets drawn. Like, do you have to collect something to get through the game? Yes or no? You know. You don't have to collect rings to beat Sonic the Hedgehog. Fair question, David. Collectibles optional or collectibles required to win the game? I mean, required. Okay, then. 
All right, then. Half there thousand. You go. That, you know, see, that's the thing, yeah, because, like, you know, Uncharted games, like, you can collect all the artifacts and things that you find along the way. That's all well and good. You don't need a fucking single one of them to beat the game. It's just, you know, it's like bonus shit. So, yes, collectibles required. I'm into it. We can all justify that at some point. Farming would have been a cleaner theme, but we're moving on. Excellent theme, David. And I uh, I can't wait, man. That's going to be a blast. So thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. What a fucking crazy night we've had tonight. Uh, you know, Thank you to everybody watching along live with us. We're live on uh, you know, Facebook.com slash GameThatTune, Twitch.tv slash GameThatTune, and normally YouTube.com slash GameThatTune. It'll be like that most nights. Uh, you know, we'll be we'll be on all three things, but tonight we were only on two, and we're we're working on sorting that out. Uh, thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. We're li- uh, we're in your podcast uh, app of choice on Wednesday mornings. We appreciate you guys listening there. Uh, thank you to everybody checking out patreoncom slash tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got GTT gems. We've got covered up. We got mixtapes. We got. Uh, a lot of fun stuff in the works, and you guys help us keep the uh, show going, keep our YouTube streams going. Uh, you know, we just really appreciate all your support, so check out patreon.com slash tune. Special thanks to our super fan tier producers. Uh, here it goes. Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, XX Chrono XX. You guys are all fantastic fellows, and we appreciate uh, everything you do to support the show. Uh, thank you for our request tonight. Daniel, uh, he hit us up with his request uh, in our Discord server, but you can also hit us with your request, GameThatTune at gmail.com. You can hit us in uh, on our Twitter at GameThatTune, uh, or you can find us individually on Twitter. You can find me at JGangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... JPRegan.jr. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And you can find tonight's winner, Mr. Collectibles, DFD Fleming, David Fleming himself on Twitter at... <laughs> uh, DFD Fleming? <laughs> I had a couple of beers, guys. Uh, so, yeah. Great show tonight, David. What a game, what a win, and what are you taking us home with with your bonus tunes? Uh, tonight's bonus music is the theme song for arguably the greatest collectible video game of all time. Johnny hit it.
himself Just like a balloon This crazy call just digs this tune Mega Man 2, The Power Fighters, is copyright 1996, Capcom Company Limited. Ninja Baseball Batman is copyright 1993, IRAM Corporation. Hydro Thunder is copyright 1999, Midway Games Incorporated. 1941 Counter-Attack is copyright 1990, Capcom Company Limited. Hot Dog Storm is copyright 1996, Marble Incorporated. The Fast and the Furious is copyright 2004, Midway Games Incorporated. Uh-oh. <laughs> Good. The technical difficulties continue. Game, Game one. one. Whoa. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's get a fresh take. I think I know what this error is. Game <laughs> one. I need to get my settings. Hold on. Bear with me. The machine is taking my quarters. Yeah. I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a hat trick if we all get it wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to let that go. I'm pissed about that first game. Yeah, we're not letting it go until Johnny remembers the it, we all got it wrong sound. <laughs> Are you waiting for me to do it? I don't yes. wait for you. I can edit it in any time. A little bit of the bubbly. Look, you figured it out. Hey. <laughs> Woo. Get some yeah, champagne this... for yourself, John. You're a great guy. Hey, David. Welcome back. Hey. What are you talking about? Welcome back. I've been here the whole time. Literally nothing bad happened. Thanks, podcast listeners. <laughs> hey, all this is going from podcast. This is my trivia segment. You're not supposed to be talking. Mm. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be I'm not supposed to be eating this string cheese. Live and learn. Okay. Take a break. <laughs> 